toward the end of the introduction of my most recent book, It Is What You Make of It, is an admonition, a clarion call of sorts. It reads this way. I know that there's a virtual army of contentious voices around you screaming that life, quote, is what it is, unquote. And particularly in places where you feel stuck. Your work life is what it is. Your social life is what it is. Your physical health is what it is. I'm saying that's all garbage. Your life is not just a set of stale circumstances that are what they are without any hope of change or improvement or transformation. I don't know exactly where that voice is coming from in your particular life, but I want to help you locate it and shut it up forever. It's actually a somewhat poorly kept secret that I'm not always very interested in the specific accomplishments or achievements of those I get to work with as a coach. In other words, while I certainly do find a lot of the projects my clients introduce me to interesting, it's pretty much never the book or the album or the business startup or the jewelry line that I'm emotionally invested in. Instead, I'm regularly and often deeply moved by the person doing the work, who they are, and who they're becoming. You are the gift you are offering the world. The service or the artifact you're working at or dreaming up is how you are passing yourself on. Which is why one of the most significant chapters for me to have written in that book, the one I read from above, just moments ago, it actually highlights a rather unsavory event from my vocational history. I won't recount the entire story here because I think it's worth reading in the book, but for the purposes of this podcast, here it goes in brief. I was working with a designer and an art director on what would be my first book project. It was actually a massive project because we'd thrown in visual art and a second edition of the book and documentary music and film and blah, blah, blah. So having bitten off way more than I could chew in the time that I gave us as a two-person team, I was stressed. We passed our first self-imposed deadline and then another, and then I realized how badly I needed to get this thing done, turned in, and made available for the tour dates <laughs> that I'd booked to sell it. In my stress, I blew up at one of the customer service agents who was employed by the printing service we'd hired to make the book. We'd had a few errors come back and we submitted the file over and over again and kept getting the same set of errors and that was our fault. But then I kind of lost it. I don't remember exactly what I said at the moment, but it was pretty insulting. And the young man on the phone took it personally. And then he quietly and very effectively retaliated by digitally corrupting the upload process so that, over the next several weeks, it became impossible for that project to be approved and completed. Eventually, my partner took over conversation with the printer and we got the thing done. Honestly, I've always been decently happy with the project. It's not great, but the most important aspect of that entire process was that I realized I didn't like who I'd become while making it. And that being someone I liked Someone respected by partners and workmates and readers and listeners. Someone who actually respects and honors partners and workmates and readers and listeners was not only more valuable and more desirable, it's more enjoyable. I am the gift I am giving in and through my work. It's not the service or the artifact I'm working at or dreaming up. It's me through what I'm making, which is why along with 4.30 a.m. wake-ups to ensure that I put my most focused work hours in when my head is clearest, I do the work of ensuring that my head can be clear at all. 
I see a therapist, and I have for many, many years. I work with a spiritual director. I get exercise, and I sleep. I'll find myself in the middle of sessions, two or three sessions in with a new client, and hearing the hesitation and confusion on their end while I'm asking them about how often they get outside and what time they're getting to sleep, or what they're eating. I've stopped asking about the project at that point, and I'm starting to ask questions about the most valuable aspect of the process, which is the health and the wholeness of the person making it. You are the gift you are giving the world. Which leads me to this. In the same way that books don't write themselves and melodies don't just fall into place, in the same way that justice doesn't roll down by itself and peace doesn't just get a chance, you and I do not simply become. You and I don't just get healthy. Just like your idea needs time and curation and attention from you, you and I need the help of those outside us in order to be shaped and grow, sometimes even to just get healed and get right. I don't recommend therapy because I think you're broken. I don't recommend spiritual direction because I think you're lost. I don't coach because I think you're incapable. I think you might be just fine without any of that. I really do. But I don't do what I do, whether it's this podcast or the book, it is what you make of it, because I want you and I to be fine. I want you and I to be way better than fine. And that takes deep, hard inner work. Often, work you and I don't have the training or the expertise to execute well, much less the altitude on our own lives to do effectively. So while you're working on your passion project, while you're working on your legacy, that artifact, that idea, who's working on you?